Welcome to the program. <laughs> I lost my thoughts. Welcome to the Jesse Peterson program. Um, we're going to have a very serious talk tonight with men about men kind of things. So uh, you want to tune in. Call your friends next door and tell them to tune in. Uh, I think that tonight is going to change your life. Um, originally, and I think we still will talk about, there's an issue on my radio program about Jesus Christ being God. And uh, I think that uh, I'm surprised at the number of people who believes that Jesus Christ is God. And uh, so I think we're going to deal with that. And we're also going to deal with uh, one of the major issues in the lives of men today, uh, a, a major, major issue. And it is not work. It is not deciding what to eat or what to wear. It is not deciding where to go. But it's learning how to deal with the woman. The hardest thing in the world for men to do today is to deal with their woman. And we're going to talk about why. And the reason that we're talking about this tonight is because, or today is because, I've been doing counseling now for the last 10 years. And I've spoke with men, uh, rich men, poor men, black men, white men, tall, fat, skinny, or whatever, drug addicts. And the woman is the major problem in their life. Their whole lives are centered around... Uh, pleasing the woman, or somehow or another getting this woman in their lives. And we need to deal with this issue. So we're going to be talking about that tonight as well. Uh, I think that, uh, the first thing we have to deal with is uh, if Jesus Christ is God. Uh, I personally have to say that if your church is teaching you that today, you really need to re-examine that uh, because you're on the wrong track. If you believe that Jesus Christ is God. I can guarantee you that if you believe that Jesus Christ is God, then you're empty on the inside. You have no happiness, no peace. Uh, you have not, uh, you have no understanding. Understanding has not been revealed to you. So you really need to re-examine that. Um, before we get into the man and woman thing, oh, let me just say this. Uh, it is so important to uh, know for sure if Jesus Christ is God, because salvation is the most important thing in life. Um, and your uh, believing in the right way is crucial to salvation. One of the things that is happening in our country today is that people believe in everything but the truth. They, they, they you know, everything. Just think about it. Look at your life and see what you believe in. And uh, that is why a lot of people is not finding salvation. I find that most people don't believe in the Adam and Eve story. Uh, Eve believed Satan, and Adam believed Eve who believed Satan, who took Adam away from God. Um, that is one of the reasons, or the main reason, that men are having a problem with women today. They believe in the woman. Adam had a good relationship with God before he fell away. He, he had the, the mind, the understanding of God, but he fell away, and now 
you know, he has the understanding of the woman, and we need to overcome that. That's why it's so important to, to know or believe what is right. Um, I don't really know where to start on this issue with you guys. I think what I'll ask first is, how many of you believed at one time that Jesus Christ was God? Have you, anybody here ever believed that at all, at any time in life? You did believe that? I did. And uh, uh, what we want to do is get the mic to you if you guys are willing to give it up. <laughs> <laughs> is, uh, and why did you believe that? Let me ask first, do you still believe that? Oh, uh, no. You don't believe that? And why did you believe it then? Uh, well, first, uh, I was taught that by my parents, you know, in church. Then, and, and what religion? Seventh-day Adventist. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. And so you and you believe that Jesus Christ was God. Well, it's not, God. it's not. It's not really that they taught me that. It's just like I assumed that. Right. But, I mean. And so, what do you believe now? Oh, uh, after like giving a thought about it, you know, and like after radio show that we, me and Mike, been talking about it, you know, it's like, yeah, kind of like went through the Bible and stuff, and turned out that. Yeah, he's the son of God. He's not God, yeah. really. You know, it, it's amazing that in the Bible it says 84 times that Jesus Christ is the son of God. Did you know that? 84 times it says Jesus Christ is the son of God. One time there's a little confusion in wording that he could be the son of, I mean, God. And that verse is not really confusing to me, but this is what the Christian used. In the beginning there was the word, the word was God. And the word with God and the word was made flesh or something like that. And so they think that means that the word with God. But 84 times it says he was the son and they decided to go that way. And so, um, so now you believe that he's the son of God. Yes. And what is the evidence that that's true to you? <coughs> mm. Because, you know, you believed it when they said it, that he was God. And now you've heard me say that he's the son, and you believe. Well, you say you read the Bible, you can see it from right. yourself in the Bible. Um, well, basically what it says, you know, all the time it says that he's the son of God. Yeah. It doesn't say that he's God. Yeah. It's amazing to me how people believe otherwise. Right. You know, how can, how can you believe? I mean, you have to be drunk every day and never come to reality to, to believe that. Don't you think? I mean, if it's all in the Bible, I am the truth and the way and the light. No man get to the Father except through me. Um, God sent his only begotten son that man may have everlasting life. Um, it's, not me, uh, it's not me that does the work, but it's the father that within me, he sent, he's doing the work. I mean, how can you get around that? Yes, sir. Yeah, I, I think too also is that uh, Jesus used to uh, separate himself from his disciples and go pray t to God. Yes. Which would seem to me like apparent that if he is God, why would he have to go pray to God? You know, <laughs> that's right. And even when he was on the cross, he like he like asked, "Why, why have you forsaken me?" You yeah, because he can stand there in the, in the midst of the people. If he's God, he just talk to himself. Okay, God, let's get it on here. You know, he can just sit there and talk to himself. Why would he go away? Somebody made an interesting point about God too. Um, you know, he died. Christ died, or something like that. Went to hell, or something like that. It's like who was man in the earth while he was in hell? How was earth maintaining itself if God has died and gone to hell? That's a good point, don't you think? You know, but what I realize about people is that they don't, they don't use their own common sense. 
You know, it's like whatever you tell them is that they'll go for it without thinking about it. And they, if you, especially if you have a title, if you want to control somebody, put a title on your name. Then you can control. <coughs> yes, sir. Yeah, oh, I'm not that one. I had a question. Take that uh, one. You, you, you don't run this. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yes, sir. Okay, I had a question. Uh, when you said Christ or Jesus died and go and went to hell, uh, explain that a little bit. Uh, Jesus Christ, in, in a short form, uh, he had to conquer death because when Adam fell away from grace, man fell away from grace as well. So he became subject to death. Prior to that, man couldn't die. Uh, but when Adam fell away, he, uh, you know, man became subject to death. And so Christ went to hell to conquer death. It was a part of the sin thing. And so when he went to hell, that's what happened. Okay. Now I was wondering, just the way you worded it, it may sound like he said that, you know, he, he, he died and went to hell like, like, like he sinned or whatever. But I just wanted to... No, he took it on. Yeah, he died so that we can come around. You know what's really interesting about life is when Adam fell away from grace, we start living life backwards. You know that everything we do in life is backwards. Nothing that we do is correct because of that, because we can't see. But uh, because Christ came and he put everything back in order, reversed everything, we now have an opportunity to reverse our life and, and live it in the proper manner. But everybody is living life backwards because of what Adam did. And we don't even realize that that's what's going on. If, and, and I'm going to throw this out and let people have a fit about it, but if we understood that principle and we were able to, to uh, truly see that and conquer uh, and, and become saved, we really don't have to die. We don't have to die. But because we don't believe that, because we're living life in a backwards way, man will die. So that's why it's so important that we seek first the kingdom of God so that we can understand these things and begin to turn around in the way that we're living. Have you noticed that when you live life backwards, there is no happiness in it at all? Everything you do seems to bring on pain and misery. Yeah? Anybody notice that? Yes. Yeah, uh, I just wanted to say, I had one friend at work, uh, he was telling me that... Uh, he goes to a Christian church. He was telling me that it says in the Bible that you must uh, submit yourself to a preacher or a teacher. And I was telling him that, you know, no man, no man is my teacher. Christ is my teacher. And he was saying, oh, no, uh, there's many, many levels, and God only gives it to, you know, certain men to teach you. And I think that's where a lot of the uh, Christians come up. Some man could tell them about the Trinity, and they'll simply believe the Trinity. Yeah. Or, and a man could take them around in circles and point this scripture out to them and, th and that scripture out to them, and they'll believe it, yeah. rather than waiting for Christ so, to reveal it to, him, to them. And there is no teaching on the Trinity at all. That's it's, another lie that's made up in the church by the preacher. No teaching on that. I, I, I think the Catholics talk about it, yeah. but in the Bible there is no teaching on the Trinity. And yet, you're right, people believe it because the preacher said it. And the one thing that the preachers have done so cleverly is that they tell you, I'm sent by God, I'm the preacher, don't question me. Whatever I said, I'm going to read the Bible and quote it back to you. And if you have any questions about it, look at the Bible. And so people are not thinking. Um, uh, as far as uh, teachers, now I believe that God have anointed, for lack of a better word, men to come and bring men or point the way for men to find salvation. That seemed to be so, but he has not appointed a man to be your teacher. 
because in the Bible it tells you, trust no man, let no man teach you. And what he says is that the Holy Spirit would teach you. You know, I would send him to you, and he would be with you, and he would guide you and, and instruct you and, and show you the right way. But when you, don't, when you trust man teaching, you can't trust the Holy Spirit. And so, and so most people have not experienced what the Holy Spirit could do for you. They don't truly believe that it works. They think that the Holy Spirit is, is feeling good and shouting in church. You know, I got the Spirit and all that. They think that's what the Holy Spirit is, and it's nothing like that at all because they've been deceived by their preachers. Uh, the preach is like the blind leaders of the blind. And if you notice, that's why the Christian community is not working. You know, there's no power in that community. A lot of the children are getting away from Christianity because their parents are screwed up. And if this is what God is like, I don't want to be like that because it is weak. And one of the things I noticed is that most Christians think that the more knowledge you have about the scriptures, then the closer you are to God. Like my friend was telling me that there's many different levels of, of knowledge. But the way I look at it is that, you know, love doesn't really have any levels. It's love is just love. That's right. And love is it God. Is. That's right. And the more you enter that Bible, the farther you are, you're away from Christ. The more you read the Bible, the less you know about him. The more you remember those scriptures, the less you know about him. Because what it does, it builds up your intellect. It's like going to school and learning how to do math. You know, the way the teacher teaches you how to do math and reading and writing. And so when the preacher teaches you the Bible, it's no different than learning in school. It doesn't change your heart at all. It takes you away from that. And the worst people in the world to talk to are, are the Bible Christian folks. Have you noticed that? They're mean and nasty, and they're the worst people in the world. If you want hell... Let me say this to you. Let me say this first. If you want hell in your life, get with a Christian woman or, that's into the Bible. I'm telling you. If you want hell in your life, try to tell a Christian that's into the Bible the truth. I'm telling you, they'll cut your throat. <laughs> they are mean. I've been attacked by the world. You know, like, blacks hate me because I say that they're weak and, you know, hate the white man. Homosexuals hate me. Uh, whatever. But I've never see as much hatred from a, a group of people as I've seen from the Christian community because of this issue of Jesus being God. I've never seen, I'm telling you, this is the truth. I would, if I wasn't experiencing it, I wouldn't believe it. They are more hateful than the devil himself. And they, and they know the Bible, they'll quote the Bible to you, but they are vicious and cunning and mean and conniving. They will hang you on the cross today if they can get to you. If I were you, I wouldn't marry a woman that know the Bible. You'll be, you will be in trouble. Yes, sir. Am I wrong? Anybody disagree with that? You disagree? Let, I want to hear from him first, then I'll come back to you. And Tony, you, you read the Bible a lot, right? You're like a Bible thumper, right? No. Oh, you're not. But you read it a lot. No. Oh, yeah, let me talk to Tony for a minute. <clears throat> Do you disagree on me, with me that the worst person in the world is the one that's into that Bible and know the scriptures and all that? To deal with? It depends. On what? I'm not sure. <laughs> but no, I don't, I, I think that, just like anything, I mean, I think that it, it depends where, where, where there's spirit, like, like me, I mean, with the meditation, I still read the Bible. I mean, I can't quote you any quotes. God bless you. From the Bible. I mean, a lot of people man. do that. 
and I always felt that a lot of people intellect get you know who can verse and tell you scripture and praise and you know they just that's just like going to school like you said I yeah. do agree with that yeah. it's just rote memory yes it doesn't mean that doesn't make them holier or closer to God at all if you guys doubt me or if you doubt me out there in the audience <laughs> what I want you to do is test this I want you to just pretend like you want to have a debate about God and the Bible and see what hell you go through all you do is test it Every one of them that's into that Bible is going to cut your throat. I'm telling you. So all you have to do is test it. We need to take a break. And that, okay, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, Ed want to make a point. Uh, Tony, you can finish your point, and we'll go to Ed. Okay. We'll be back in a moment. The only thing that I... Bond, the Brotherhood Organization of a New Destiny. Rebuilding the family by rebuilding the man. For more information, call us toll free 1 800 411 BOND. That's 1 800 411 Okay, we're back. My name is Jesse Peterson. Welcome to the program. We're talking about uh, Jesus Christ. Is he the Son of God or God? There are many people who think that he's God today, and there are many who believe that he's the Son of God. It's such an important issue. Um, you know what? I can't wait to ask you a question, uh, Marcus. You just made me realize something, and it's about man and woman relationship. I noticed that. Oh, ask, ask you a question about Jesus Christ. No, so actually, we were talking about the Bible and you know people that quote scripture. And my question was, what is the Bible for then, and what is its purpose? It is so clear to me that the Bible is an instruction book to show you how to find the way that you're looking. It is nothing more than letters that the disciples, you know, they wrote it to each other, a way of communicating, and a way of communicating to us. You know, uh, in the Bible, it tells us to look within for God. It tells us w what to do and what not to do, and what would happen if we did it, and what would happen if we didn't do certain things. It's just letters on a page. That's all it is. It's an important book. You know, it's an important book, but we should not believe in the book. Uh, well, what people have done is the preachers have caused people to believe in the Bible. And they tell you, believe in the Bible. This is the word of God. Believe in it. And when you believe in the Bible, you can't believe in God. Because God said that you should only have one God. And you can only believe in one thing. You can't believe in all these gods at one time, right? So, so more or less the Bible is, you it's know, like like I've been is, is an instruction book, like a manual yeah. for life, everything that... No, it's a roadmap to salvation, where to look for salvation. It tells us to look within ourselves. You know, that's all it is, a roadmap back to ourselves. That's all that it is. Nothing more, nothing less. Inspired by God, I believe that, important book, but not to be worshipped. And most people worship the Bible. And the people that are worshiping the Bible are cruel, mean parents. The worst mother in the world. If you want a mean mama, get one that reads the Bible. She come home and mean with her children. She's mean to her husband. She has no love in her heart at all. Yet she goes to church every day, quote that Bible, and no love because she believes in the Bible and not in God. You can only have faith in God. And so the Bible is not to be worshipped. It's to look for where to go, you know, where to look. Okay. Yes, sir. Oh, yeah, you had a question. I'm sorry. Yeah, Jesse, I wanted to make a statement. Um, yeah, it's all very important. I now. believe that the Bible is a word from God. Uh, 
it's like a roadmap, like you say. Yeah. And what I can see that the Christians, many Christians this in this day and age, they say that Jesus is God because that makes them feel closer to God, and they they think they conceive of God. Yeah, absolutely. By believing that Jesus is God instead of the Son of God, and by believing that Jesus is God, it's an ego trip. It's to me, God is inconceivable. It's even almost a sin to even think that you can conceive, think you can conceive of God. So that's all. That's the, the point word. To make. The word of God is in our heart, and I know that for a fact. And when you when you seek Him and find salvation, you become aware of the word in your heart, and you began to walk by that. But you can't walk by the word in the Bible. There's not one person on this earth that can read the Bible and remember it and do what is right. But if you would notice that people that believe in the Bible, they don't believe that you can overcome sin. They think we are human and we are expected to sin, even after salvation, quote unquote, they're being saved. They don't believe, truly believe you can hear from the Holy Spirit, be guided by the Holy Spirit because they believe in the Bible and nothing is working in their life, so they rationalize it away. Well, we are only human. We have to sin and all that kind of garbage because they don't have faith in God. Yes, sir. You could get the mic and he had a question first and then I'll come back to you, okay? Yes. Yes, I just wanted to say uh, before we went to the break, um, you had asked us, or actually you made a statement that if you want us to see real hell, you know, to 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 marry a Christian or Christian woman, yeah, into and, the Bible, right now, um, and then you were all saying uh, uh, some other things about about Christians too. Yeah, I would say there is a majority out there. It may be a high percentage, but I wouldn't say all. You see, and it's oh, like did you say all? No, no. What happens that that comment you made? It was almost like 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 a stereotype. Oh, I see. Saying, saying about that all Christians are like that. When, Good point. When that's, that's not the case. Let me just say this: any Christian that is, especially female Christian, that is into the Bible, remembering in the Word and quoting those scriptures like that, is hell. I don't yeah, care who yeah, she is. Yeah, no, no, no. And if all is doing that, you got hell on your hands. Okay, yeah. Now, as far as that, yes, I don't disagree with you there. Yeah. But but no, just the comment you made about. About you said that you you know didn't face a lot of of hatred until you you came up against the Christians. Yes. And but it just the, the way you made that statement, it was like you were referring to all Christians. All those that's into the Bible, yeah. Okay. Well, but you didn't say that though. You right. See? Okay. Because I mean, you. I would say that we're all here. We're all Christians. You see? But you so, got yeah. No. Yeah. But I'm I'm just trying to say though, just the comment you made, it just. I I understand yeah. your point. It's okay. well taken. Not all. There's always an exception to the rule. I think. Is there always an exception to the rule? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know, AJ. I, I understand your point, and I appreciate it, but I don't know about that one. Okay. Yeah. Yes, sir. Uh, my question was about, you talked about Trinity. Yes. And I always thought that the three identities make up God. Um, what's, what's your point about that? Um, Jesus Christ is the Son of God. He is not God. God is God, and the Holy Spirit is the Holy Spirit. They're all separate, but they have the same purpose. You know, that is to edify man, bring him to salvation. God, God, our life, the Holy Spirit is there to teach us. But they're not the same. They're not, there's only one God, and everything else comes from him. Because what, what, I, what I always thought is that the 
the three of them make up God. No, God make up God, and they came from God. You know, like if you had a son, you, you're yourself. Your son is not you, but all the offsprings are coming from you. But you're still God in your home. Your son can't come up and be God. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. In essence. So that's how it is. Mm. <clears throat> yeah. But I know that that's been taught, that the Holy Spirit and, and Jesus Christ and God is all God, all the same. And it's not true. Absolutely not true. Okay. Yes, sir. I was just going to say that um, a controversial statement that I hear a lot of Christians make, they'll say that uh, God so loved the Son that he gave, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son. Yes. And in the same breath, they'll say that God is, I mean, Jesus is God. Yeah. And uh, I never quite understood that from the beginning. Something sounded a little weird about that in the first place. <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, how could you say that he gave his only begotten Son and in the same breath say that he is, that, that his Son is him? You yeah. know what I mean? Um, so I was curious if you had any any input on that. Well, just misguiding of teaching. You know, they've heard that from their preachers. It's weird because that has not always been a popular thing, from what I can tell. It's just something that I guess over the years has become a part of the uh, evangelical Christian teaching. I think there's nowhere in the Bible where it says that, but they too know that something's wrong with that. If God gave His only begotten Son, how is He God, right? Mm -hmm. But they are afraid to question that because the preacher said, don't question God. A lot of preachers will tell you that if you question me, then God is gonna get you. You know, you're gonna die for questioning me. Have you ever, anybody ever heard that? That you're not allowed to question the preacher because he's sent by God kind of thing? So a lot of people are afraid to question him. It, 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 it's stupid, it's crazy. It's from, it's evil. I mean, if the devil wanted to be smart, that is a perfect way to do it. If he can get people to believe that God is Jesus, he got them. I mean, what a smart idea, because if they believe God is Jesus, then they're not going to ever find salvation. And everything else is going to, he, he got them. What a clever idea. Yes. One question, you said that any woman who quotes the Bible, but how about any man? Is there anything just like a woman? So that either, either or, or a man is a little more likely to like hear a little bit, you know. He, unless he told a woman, he's like he would listen a little bit, you know what I'm saying. But a woman, she's not gonna hear. She's not gonna hear, unless she's suffering a lot. And you finally catch her in one of those moments where she's having a lot of pain. She may stop and listen, but uh, she's like won't listen that much. I think the point you made that they don't want you to question anybody is the most interesting thing because I think you you were always saying that you want to think about God. You want to question and yes. ask questions about God so you could discover it. But if you never question, then you have no hope. God want you to question. He tell you to seek and, 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 and want to know. He want you to know. And, but the preacher doesn't want you to know because he doesn't want to be found out. Um, we're out of time. We're going to ask your question next week. Will you come back next week? Tony? Okay, we'll ask it next week. Think about that. If you believe wrong, I guarantee you, you're unhappy. Take care. We'll see you next week. Welcome to the program. My name is Jesse Peterson. We are rebuilding the family by rebuilding the man, uh, Bond, Brotherhood Organization of a New Destiny. For more information, you're going to get it later on in the program. Tonight, we'll have a, a part two discussion with men about God and Jesus, and tonight we're going to talk about women. The hardest thing in the world for man to do is to deal with 
the woman. It is abnormal. It should not be that way. And unless men understand how to overcome that, things are going to get worse. It is so important that we understand this issue. Every man on here on this uh, program tonight, so just look around at them, have been damaged by a woman, including myself. Uh, and so we're trying to understand that and how to overcome it. Um, but first, let me ask you guys, anybody here disagree with me that uh, of all the things we have to deal with in life, the hardest thing to deal with is the woman in your life, whether it's your mother, your girlfriend, your teacher, or a friend, female friend. It's the woman the hardest thing to deal with in life. Anybody disagree with that notion? You disagree with that? Uh, <laughs> and you disagree with that? And tell me why. I just find the hardest thing to deal with in life is usually myself and my mind. What do you mean by that? Well, usually uh, I'm, at, I'm at constant battle with finding myself, and my mind is telling me to do things, and and uh, you know, and temptation and stuff like that. You know, yeah. And not so much to women, you know, because I don't have too many women in my life. Have you ever dated? Yes. You have dated. Mm-hmm. And how many? How many? How old are you? I'm sorry. Seventeen. Seventeen. And how many women have you dated? I don't know. In your I, life. I don't know. Not very many, but I don't know like Graft Hand. Oh, 10, 20, no, no, 2, no. 3, 5. I say about, probably about 5. You've dated 5 different girls yeah. in a lifetime. And it hasn't been easy for you to deal with them? Yeah, because it's not really serious relationships. Oh, okay. So you haven't had a serious relationship yet with not them? Not really, no. Okay. And those girls that you've dealt with, were you in charge of the relationship or did they, did they control you? I was more, it, it was kind of like a mutual thing. I mean, it wasn't like I was on a power, you know, not like I had to dominate the relationship or she had to dominate the relationship. Yeah. Okay, well, you keep on living, okay? You'll find it out. You keep on living. Yeah, I mean. Do you I, have a mom? Yes. Is it difficult to deal with her? No, it's diff more difficult to deal with my dad than it is my mom. It is? Yes. And why is that? Because I could basically get over my mom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you can manipulate your mom. Yeah, no, I'm just kidding, no. No, you're it's, not it's, kidding. It's, uh, <laughs> no, that's part of the truth, but uh, for the most part, it's, it's kind of the same. It's in yeah. between. You know what I was thinking earlier in the program? I remember when I first met you, you were like bubbly and talkative, and uh, you had like a carefree spirit about yourself, <laughs> right? And since you've been dating, at least the two girls I know you've dealt with, it, it, every time I see you now, it seemed to put out something in you. You seem to be losing a little life about yourself. It has nothing to do with the girls. Yeah, what, what is it and coming from? It's, it's just understanding myself. You know, sometimes I'm bubbly and stuff for the wrong reasons, you know. What is that you don't understand mm. about yourself? Well, I'm, I'm starting to understand that, that it's not necessary for me to be, to put on a front for anybody. So you're you know? putting on a front? Because sometimes, sometimes, you know, I feel uncomfortable with being bubbly and aggressive and stuff like that, but I do it only because people expect me to. Right. Like, you would expect that kind of attitude from me right now, although I don't, I'm not comfortable with doing it. So I'm comfortable with being silent right now, and that's what I choose to do. What made you do. think that people expect that from you? I mean, you, you know, when I met you, you had that personality. Mm -hmm. So has someone prior to that made you feel that you need to be bubble and all that? Well, I've just been so used to being the life of the party, kind of, you know. But and, who made and, you? And someone's who, who expected that from you? I don't know if anyone's really expected it from me from the beginning. It's just kind of been there, and but it kind of gets old after a while. Yeah. And it kind of gets tiring. It's like because then I start to notice that the people when I'm not like that, people are like, "There's something wrong with me," and they start, you know, they start questioning what's wrong with me, mm -hmm. and and really, it's just kind of. It's, so it's, you it's don't old. know what caused you to become bubbly in front of people. Yeah, I don't really know what causes. Did you feel insecure around people at one point in life? 
Sometimes, but yeah. it's very rare now that I feel really insecure. And so bubbly was, was a way to hide your insecurity? It was a way to hide, some, did, oh, hide my insecurity. Okay, so you're letting that go? I'm letting that go. Okay. Yes, sir? I was just going to agree and say that that was probably why he was being that way, because it's an insecurity. Because mm -hmm. once you come into the light, that's like me. There were certain things that I was doing, and once I got back to the meditation and... and and praying and meditating, I found out why I was, it came to the surface why I was doing some of the things I was doing, and I was doing it for the wrong reasons, yeah. um, for approval, for control, whatever it was. Yeah. And it really wasn't, you, you put on this, this, this facade yeah. and expecting, you know, people that, like you said, when you met him, he was that way, but he's that way for a reason. There was things in. But the know, one thing I do want to tell you, and, 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 and yes, I can understand that you have that problem, but the one thing I can absolutely guarantee you or your money back, and the relationship with women that you've already gone through have had an impact on your life. Whether you realize that it has at this point in your life or not, it is changing your life. I absolutely guarantee you that. I can agree to that. You can? Yeah. Oh, okay. It is happening. I'm telling you, it is Any happening. Any relationship you have with anybody it does have some sort of impact on but your it, life. But it shouldn't be bringing you down, though. It shouldn't be. It should. But that's not what's bringing me down. Yeah. I understand that you got more problems. But I also know that the women that you have dealt with is having a negative impact in your life, too. Okay. Have you had problems dealing with women before? Is it, no, let me ask this way. Is it difficult to deal with women for you? No, it's not difficult in the sense of, well, it depends on what level. Can you speak of, into the mic? It depends on what level of uh, relationship that you're talking about dealing with the woman. I mean, I have female employees you married, that, right? that work with me. Yes, I am. Let's start with the wife first and then we deal with the employee. And we don't want to get all personal and all that kind of stuff, but it, has it been or is it difficult to deal with your wife the way a man should deal with a woman? No. So every, every once in a while, maybe once, twice a year, she'll get very willful and we'll have, you know, a few days of, of tension in the home. But like I said, that's normally just twice a year. You get, so it's almost like clockwork. Twice a year, we'll have, you know, uh, a conflict. So what but other than that, the rest of the year, we're fine. Well, what do you mean by fine? Everything, no conflicts or anything. No conflicts or, or anything. So she kind of submit to whatever you want, or do you submit to what she want? No, no, no. She submits. She submits to yeah. you. Yes. And she, and she she go wherever you lead. Yes. Really? Yes. That's dangerous, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's worse than to have the one fighting against you. No, well, I mean, as far as, you know, when you say submit, it's not like she does, does whatever I say. You know, I mean, if I'm doing something wrong, she'll make mention. But, you know, I try to be as righteous and upright as I can. So when and you're doing something wrong and she make mention, you correct what you're doing wrong? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And so you don't have, you don't have problem deal with women. And, and uh, for the most part, N no. I mean, I, I was I was fortunate at an early age that my mother, who was uh, a, a big listener still is of Roy Masters, I was blessed that she told me, you know, you need to get me out of you, son, because I damaged you early, and now that I'm aware, you know, and and that was very very helpful in in my dealing with women. What do you mean, get you out of her? Because as a youngster, at 17 years old, I was always looking for my mother's approval or looking to, you know to talk to her, whatever, I mean, and and at that point, like I said, being a man, because my father was an intimidator in the family, um, she just put me on the right track. Yeah, for the most and part. so you don't, oh, okay. I, I forgot, I lost my question. You gave me a question to ask, and I lost it. 
your mom out of you. So you don't have any problem. I lost my question. Okay. Well, that's no, good. I don't have any problems with women. I mean, in, in the sense of those relationships, the type of problems that I have with, with females is some of my employees that work in my office. And, you know, I have three women that work in my office and I'm the sole man in there as the owner. So I have different issues as far as work related and dealing with the female uh, mentality and their willfulness sometimes. Yeah. So I do have that type of challenge. Right. And so you disagree with me that man's the most difficult thing in life for man is to deal with the woman. No, I agree with you. You do disagree with me. I agree. I mean, with you do you. agree with me. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Because if you're not, it depends. Most men aren't in the right place to, to be able, and strong enough to deal with the women. I mean, yeah. I, I've, yes, I agree with you. Yeah. How about you, Marcus? Do you think that's true? Is it difficult for you to deal with women? You're married, right? Is it difficult to deal with your wife? Um, it's it's not really. Well, let me ask this question because a lot of you guys already know uh, you're learning how to deal with women. Let's talk somewhat about the past. Has it been difficult to deal with your wife in the past? Um. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny how when you get on TV, nobody wants to tell the truth, huh? Oh, okay. Yeah, but but you know when <clears throat> what I was thinking about was that you know just like this gentleman was saying about uh, how he was. Uh, <laughs> He felt that, you know, he had, he had everything under, under control, and, and and it's funny because I have a kind of a wife where it, it, I get I get that feeling too that I have everything under control, but the subtleties of, uh, yeah. it, it's uh, real subtle how, uh, you know, a woman's love can kind of, be, can betray you at times. Yeah. You know, it can kind of make you feel secure about certain things, and then, I'm in a similar situation in that I have female employees, but then. Can I can't you put the mic up here? A lot of times I can't, uh, and I'm just coming to understand that my wife sort of helps keep the resentment that I have for women alive in a real subtle way because when I go and deal with my female employees a lot of time, it's sort of when I have to correct them a lot of times and they have these ego, I mean they have not ego, but they have this uh, attitudish way of, or sensitive, overly sensitive way of, of uh, accepting um you know, rep, uh, uh, reprimanding or what have you, uh, I tend to get, it brings out an emotional side of me and, and, and I can't be objective. Yeah. And then I wonder, why is that part of me still alive? But when I look and examine, examine my relationship, when I look closely, my wife is not as, is, things aren't as, um, you know, I'm not as in control. What's what yeah. I find is I'm not as in control as, as I think I am. And so it, it's helpful uh, but she, it's, it, it's, it's, you know, at times, like I said, it's, it's real subtle. Uh, the one thing I know about your wife, and your wife is a nice lady, and I think that she's well-meaning. Yeah. But your wife is controlling the family. And it's, you know, it look, when you talk to her, she sounds sweet and nice, and, you know, I let my husband wash the dishes and iron my drives, but she is, you know, she is controlling. It's apparent that she is controlling the family, even though if you don't know that, it will look like she's not, but she really is controlling. Right, I, I understand that. You because can look at her boys and tell that she's controlling the y family. Yeah, because uh, it, uh, she's so, as you say, so nice that uh -huh. uh, she sort of, uh, uh, the things that she does that you would think would be innocent, like ironing our clothes, yeah. getting things ready for us, like you would, you know, she'd be like the ideal wife, but yet it's weakening to my son, I can see how it weakens yeah. them, sensitizes them to 
you know, women in, in their lives and also it, it, it makes them uh, dependent on a woman yeah. subtly because then they get upset if, you know, if uh, at times when mom's not there as they thought she should have been. Let me ask you this, stuff like and then we've got to move on to, he has a question here or a statement. Why don't you do, do something about it? Well, as I'm, as I'm waking up, uh, the, uh, which is first, seeing it, uh, my, my, um, uh, I'm starting to, uh, to take charge in those, not charge, but not be so, uh, uh, just passive or, you know, just, yeah. I'm starting to, to come around the and accommodating, you know, that's yeah. a good word for it, accommodating and, and, and starting to step in and so. Good. Yeah. You need to do something about that. Yes, sir. One thing I know about your wife, I don't know your wife, I've never met your wife, but knowing you, I guarantee your wife is controlling. Out of those two, you know, she raised hell apparently two times out of a year. And it seemed to be, as you just said, it happened the same time during the year. But I guarantee you during the quiet moment, she's controlling. And either you don't want to recognize it because if you see it, you got to do something about it. Or you just see it and then you just find other ways not to deal with it. You'll find other ways to deal with it. There's no such thing as you living with a wife and she's going to be sweet for a whole year, except for two times out of the year. It just, it doesn't exist. <coughs> when you say controlling, controlling I mean, in, in what, you're in what not, aspect? You're not, you're not the head of that family. You're not guiding that family. She's not being guided by you. I disagree with you. Okay. Well, it's good that you do. But uh, no, I guarantee, I'm, I'm saying, I mean, if you, you say you, your wife only raised hell two times out of a year, then there's some problem there. No, I, I have through I have guided my wife through problems How with her own thing uh, seven years. Oh. And we've been together ten. So I mean, and if you knew her from the beginning, where when we did have to fight, because I never expected to marry her. Um, but like I said, she we we dealt with a lot, and like I said, she's come a long way uh, from being very very willful and angry to a situation where she had to get her had problems with her mother, and all yeah. of those are resolved because of me. Right. And to setting her straight. So um, as far as being the head of the household and guiding, I, I know I am. Okay. Yes, sir. Well, I want to make a comment on what Marcus said, which I thought was interesting, that he said that your wife keeps your resentment alive. You said that? I thought that I, I think it's you who keeps your resentment alive. Your wife is manipulating and she's deceiving you, but you haven't gotten over your resentment. And that's why you keep responding to all your female employees the same way. Once you get over your resentment, then you'll see everything fresh. And you'll see, you'll see everything with new insight rather than dealing with women the same old way. Yeah. So that, I think, I think you, you, know, you make a great point how she's setting up Marcus. Because I'm dealing with women like this who really sweet. And your, your wife's one of those. <laughs> it almost annoys me. I, I think I would, you know, start climbing the walls with they her. They need you to speak into the mic, Kent. So I, I think it's, uh, it's interesting because they'll set her, you know, your son will be looking for women who are really sweet and nice and really manipulative, and they'll think that that's the right woman, but in reality that isn't. That's just the same as the mean one. Yeah. Just two, there's two sides of the same coin. That's right. So you've got to keep your, you know, something I've realized in my life. Too. Hold that thought. We need to take a quick break. Okay. I'll let you finish. We're going to take a break, and we'll be back in a moment. Hold it, thought. We're, we're picking up. Good stuff, man. Yeah. 
Bond, the brotherhood organization of a new destiny. Rebuilding the family by rebuilding the man. For more information, call us toll free. 1-800-411-BOND. That's 1-800-411-BOND. Okay, we are back. Thank you. We'll have a discussion about man and woman today. We're supposed to be talking about Jesus Christ, so remind me to tell you before we leave this program how to bring all this stuff to order. Uh, we're talking about the man and woman relationship. My name is Jesse Peterson, and I appreciate you tuning in. Uh, you were making a point. Can you finish that? You finish your thought about, you said you were dealing with a sweet woman or something? Right, like that? right. I was dealing with the same thing, and, and I realized that they, they, they'll be sweet to you, they'll be nice to you, and then eventually they'll weaken you because that's they're, they're trying to weaken you. And once they get you weak, then they have hatred. Yeah. And, they, and women, women, it's so interesting how women are falling in love all the time. <laughs> you know, they're always in love, and that's not real love. You know, we, we accept it so much. You go to see these movies, and it's all about love and romance. All these guys are killing other men to get women. I mean, all the worst things in the world happen when a woman says she loves you, and you buy into that. And then you start doing, you know, you say you love her and the whole thing, and everything goes downhill from there. Yeah. So I... Good point. You know, uh... uh the worst kind of love that you can have. Remember this. So the next time a woman tells you she loves you, you better start running. Or at least wake up and deal with it properly. The worst kind of love you can have is the love of your mother and the love of your woman. It will destroy you. I mean, everybody, whether it's male or female, who will receive and accept the love of mama is in trouble today. It will absolutely destroy you. My, my word, you can't find one person that walked this earth who have accepted mama love and they're not, ha uh, they are, you know, happy. It destroys you. It will kill you. Yeah, I was going to say something very similar to that. I think the more a man needs uh, the woman's love is the more problems he's going to get from yeah. a woman. Because right. I've like, I've double dated with guys and I've watched the other guy and they just, they jump through hoops to get the girl's attention, you know. Yeah. It's like they're little puppy dogs. Yeah. It's, it's pretty pathetic, but it's like when the guys act like that, the girls just get them wrapped around their little finger, yeah. you know. And Women seek power and men seek love. The man is looking, he's trying to get back to the Father. He's trying to get back to God, to his proper state of being. But because he came through the woman, and he has the woman nature in him, man born a woman and then of God, he has mother's nature in him. And, and so he can't help but be subject to the woman. You know, he can't help, he, in his mind, he keeps going back to the woman, thinking that that's going to be salvation for him. But all he, he got is he, he, she uses him. She takes advantage. She gets authority over him. That's why we need to repent. We need to repent so that we can find, we can get over mama's nature and take on God's nature, and then we won't be subject to the woman like that. But only salvation is going to bring that. Nothing else is going to get rid of it. So, men, you can stop making a fool out of yourself, running behind these women, because it's not going to bring you what you're looking for. We must be born again. We must overcome mama in order to get over that. Yes, sir. You made a pretty strong statement before when you said that, uh, you know, uh, the worst thing that could happen to you if your wife or your mother loves you. Yes. Okay? You do not now, want mama's now, love. Now, you know what? You look into the world today and you see mother's love is idolized. Yes. I mean, it's the ultimate. It's, the, it's, it's, you know, there's nothing higher, you know, for us mortals than mother's love. love. That's right. So and then, but then, you know what I would like to do is I would like for you to elaborate. Why is it? 
uh, because you know that I guess there are people watching the show. Oh, yeah, they they probably have a thought. Gee whiz, you know why is that so bad? Why yeah. is my mother's laugh so bad? Maybe you want to say a Good few point. words about that. that. Um, if you notice that mother's love is being glorified, and and the country is falling apart. You got drug addicts. You got murders and rapists and liars and thieves and weak men. You just got a mess because of mother's love. Mother's love is from darkness. It's from emotions. It is passed down from Eve. Eve wasn't like that before she believed the serpent, before she believed into darkness. And in darkness, there is no light. There is no love. There is nothing but emotion. And so mother's love, beginning with Eve, is being passed on generation after generation. And that's why men who is, should be with the father of the light, as a father, we're supposed to show our daughters and sons real love by being an example so they can overcome that mother's love. Mother's love is from darkness. Uh, mother's love is, is, is really, it's not her, so that we don't sound like we blaming the woman. It's not her, it's just that spirit that's in her. It, it's not her, she can't help herself. She needs to be born again as well. She needs to overcome darkness. So it's not her fault. But we as men have a responsibility to bring her to the light. But because we need her so badly, we're constantly trying to get love, we never bring her to, to the light, so the cycle is being repeated over and over again. But you don't want mama's love. Look at the black community, for example. It has been, I mean, mother's love has reigned in the black community. And look how it's, it, it is totally screwed up. But everybody and their mama love mama. They would kill you for mama. They would be on drugs. They hate mama, but they would kill you if you were to speak the truth about mama. And that is because her love has destroyed them. They're subject to mama. Every woman they get with is like mama. Uh, one thing I would really like to add real quick, uh, it is really us being so terribly weak, okay, that, uh, that uh, causes havoc in the family. Men being weak. Yeah, yeah. man being weak. Yeah. Yes. As a matter of fact, there's no counterbalance. And what you were what you were referring to is what is in women, okay, only become stronger because we are so weak. Yes. As yeah. men. Yeah. See, because if we would be stronger as men, the, this the spirit in a woman would somehow be more balanced or kept in check. Let's it put would. it this way. That's right. Especially if we do it as fathers early in life, you know, with our children, it would be that way. But because man is blinded by the love of mama, he doesn't see and know how to get over it. Before I let you make your point, you know, the other day I was sat and I counseled with a father and a son. And from that counseling session, I realized that a weak man causes a lot of destruction. Yes. A lot of destruction. Right. It is so sad what can happen as a result of being a weak father. Your children end up screwed up. Your wife is screwed up because she's mad because she needs you to be strong. She destroys the children. She goes wild. And then you get worse because you won't change, because you won't repent. You won't overcome. You get worse. And then your community is screwed up. Your country is screwed up. Because men are weak and they won't repent and overcome, it causes major damage. The children need the father. The girls and the, the boys and the girls need their father to be strong, to overcome the nature of the woman and be strong. Yes, sir. The type of love that you were referring to that, that mothers give, is it the excess love that you're talking about in the it, females? Is, that, is it that extra love? Yeah, it's that love that want to make you feel good. It's that love that smothers you. 
than tell you, you know, you're my little boy. Yeah, don't worry about anything. I'll take care of you. It's that love that draws you unto her. Right. That's, that's what I wanted the people to hear. Yeah. Because a real love doesn't control you like that. It guides you. When the kids look at the father and the father loves what is right, it's like a light for them. It's not, it doesn't control them. It points the way. It keeps them on the right track. Yes, sir. Let me take you here first. Now I come to you. Uh, as far as getting over the mother's love, I think what I've realized is you've, it gets inside of you, and you have, you also have that feminine side in you, yep. and it, and it becomes alive in your flesh, and you have to start. That's the thing you have to starve. Well, really, what's happening is the feminine spirit is already inside of you because you're born. Well, it, it kind of there already because all men have sinned and come short of God, so we kind of take on the this thing that Adam has passed on to every generation. Right. But what caused it to grow is that we are born through mama, now we are subject to her, and with her pressure, you know, anger and trying to control your life, it seemed to get in there and even grow more. And so what your woman does, she just feeds that that is already there. Right, but you have to starve. That's the part you have, you have to, to starve. starve it. You have to starve it. Good point. Let me, what do you mean by that? If you want to overcome the spirit of the woman's mama's love, Whenever you feel like you need it, don't go for it. Take the pain, starve it, let it die. If you feel like you gotta call her, do not call. Take the pain and it will die. I promise you, it will die and you will become closer to God and then you could be a better man. But what people make a mistake, if they feel it, they are out there trying to get rid of the pain instead of letting God get rid of it. Oh man, do you have a quick point on the way out? I think this is just a good uh, topic, a good segue for what bond is about because it's not so much the women, we need the stronger men. Men need to be strong. Exactly, to, to deal with the women and show them and to be there for your children. And, All women that, have hell in them and men need to help them to overcome the hell. The reason that we, like I said, we're there, the man hasn't, we've been weakened by that and when we get awake, then we can help them. That's right. Help our children. That's right. And that's what bond I think is about. It's not going to change until men wake up until men repent. If you think God is Jesus, you're not going to repent. You can hang it up and just die. But it's not going to change until we seek first the kingdom of God in His right way, and then we can be born again and start a new course. Then we can be men. I have, do you know I haven't seen but one man since I've been on earth? One man that is almost man? I've never seen a real man since I've been on earth. I'm 47 so, years old. I have not, huh? Uh, well, I don't want to say here, but I've seen one man who is almost man. Other than that, I've never seen a real man. Never seen a real man. Thank you.